Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock Hey, my name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer right over there. The good time party boys in the Senate. On the Republican side, you got old cocaine Mitch. Democrats crying Chuck. They came up with a uh, <coughs> quote-unquote border security bill and finally released it to the public hammer and i think i know why they sat on it for weeks and finally dumped it on the public late last night it sucks if you put your nose up to the radio right now you'll be able to smell the wafting aroma of poo coming (laughs) off of this bill it's a turd it is an absolute total turd and the fact that there are republicans saying that this is a good bill is laughable. This thing is an absolute, total disgrace. So the draft that was released says that the $118 billion bipartisan bill would provide $60 billion $60 billion in military aid to Ukraine. Oh, there it is. $14 billion to Israel and... 20 billion for border security. So border security in the border bill, which is kind of what its working name is, is a third of what's going to Zelensky in Ukraine at this point. With no oversight, no audit whatsoever. Just here you go, here's another 60. I mean, this is worse than we thought. This bill still involves letting thousands of illegals in daily, paying for their lawyers. Hey, but the good news is they're also giving Biden the ability to cap that number if it gets above 5,000 a day. That's in the bill. That was rolled out to uh, the masses yesterday. Not only does the bill codify 1.5 million illegal border crossers into law, but the, quote, border emergency that automatically gets implemented at 5,000 crossings per day can be overturned like that by Joe Biden. Another thing about that number, 5,000 a day, I'm reading right now. The 5,000, it only counts if you're Canadian or Mexican. That's read the, read the fine print. So, like, you know, if the 5,000 Mexicans breach our border, that's time to shut it down. It doesn't have anything to do with, I don't know, the Iranians that have been coming in, people from Venezuela, people from uh, uh, China. Come on in, everybody and their moms, come on in. That's an interesting little caveat to that 5,000 number, I thought. And if the 1.5 million wasn't enough, according to the draft that was rolled out, it locks in green card giveaways through the year 2030. And oh, by the way, and I can't stress this enough, never really closes the border. The border never really closes. It's just a leak, a big hole in the side of the Titanic that takes on water now through the end of time. 
This thing stinks. And the fact that you've got guys like Mitch McConnell and some other just wishy-washy, weak Republicans supporting this, it's disgusting. The senator from Oklahoma helped negotiate this bill with those two. Uh, He's a Republican. I mean, when you have cocaine Mitch... Uh, uh, crying Chuck, when you have Joe Biden, when you have CNN touting this is the end-all, be-all, the cure to our problems, you know something's wrong at the border. Problems at the border solved. When you have CNN and Biden and Cocaine Mitch and Crying Chuck all all agreeing here, this you know it's it's all an act. Now it's, it's going to be it's dead on joke. arrival going to the House. It's going to be dead on. I don't arrival know. It makes it out of the Senate. I mean, there's going to be some Republicans voting for it, but there's some Democrats that won't vote for it. From what I'm hearing, Indiana Senator Mike Braun on social media quote, "Take them at their word. The border never closes. Pretending to close the border only after we exceed 35,000 illegal entries per week is baselining 1.8 million illegal entries into the United States every year. The cartels run the border and will continue to exploit our weakness, build the wall, enforce the law. I mean, first of all, obviously, they need to separate all these bills individually. The Senate already has H.R. 2, which is the Security Borders Act, the Secure the Borders Act. And then they, they, they need a separate bill for money for Israel. And then slap those bills on Biden's desk and say, here you go, old man. I dare you to veto this. But that's not what they're doing here. No. Senator Mike Lee of Utah, quote, the new bill provides more money for Ukraine than the United States Marine Corps. Fun fact, the U.S. Marine Corps budget in fiscal year 23 was $53.8 billion. Hello. This bill would give Ukraine more than $60 billion. Again, with no ability to audit, no oversight whatsoever. Just here's the pallet, take it, see ya. Now, on the other side... You've got the Democrats. This is their wish. This is their dream bill, right? We've spent the majority of our time talking about the wishy-washy Republicans who think this is some sort of gain. Chuck Schumer loves this. And listen to the way that he's positioning this to the masses. We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. Oh, boy, your sons and daughters are going to be fighting in a NATO ally country if we don't give them the $60 billion. That is such a ridiculous statement from Chuck Schumer. And the fact that very few people have pushed back on that infuriates me. Like, all of a sudden, Russia, who's had a, let's be honest, a pretty hard time finishing off the Ukrainians here, all of a sudden, they're just going to walk over to France and say, yeah, we're rolling now. We're taking over NATO countries. That's not happening. Because their fear is that, well, once they take over Ukraine, they're not going to stop. That's not what this is about. That's never what this has been about. And, and back here to the southern border, whether you like it or not, I mean, the thing here's what you need to know: we're, we're under invasion. It's just not like in the traditional sense, but there are steps that could be taken today, and that were actually in place. Those steps were in place when Biden won the election, and he immediately signed executive orders destroying all the good Trump did 
at the border. Absolutely decimated the the Trump era border policies. Speaking of Donald Trump, oh. he has shared his thoughts on this border bill on social media. He took to Truth Social. He writes, quote, only a fool or a radical left Democrat would vote for this horrendous border bill, which only gives shutdown authority after 5,000 encounters a day. When we already have the right to close the border now, which must be done. This bill is a great gift to the Democrats and a death wish for the Republican Party. It takes the horrible job the Democrats have done on immigration and the border, absolves them, and puts it squarely on the shoulders of Republicans. Now, he goes on in this post, and I feel like to really capture the feeling that Donald Trump has. Nige, could I get your angry Trump impression to uh, finish the rest of this post on Truth Social? Don't be stupid! (laughs) We need a separate border and immigration bill. It should not be tied to foreign aid in any way, shape, or form. The Democrats (laughs) broke immigration and the border. They should fix it. Make America great again! There it is. Well done. I love how each time we have you do your god-awful Trump impression, you add a little something into it. Like, at first it was the sucking of the spit, Yes. and now I see the levels. You know, the up, uh, Yeah, you gotta come down, down a little bit. You gotta... You yeah. gotta go down a little bit, make America great again, <laughs> and go right back up. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. All right, I missed Nikki Haley, who's running for that GOP presidential nomination. I missed her on SNL this past weekend. I don't know. Her showing up on SNL again tells me all I need to know right? about Nikki Haley. Now, if you think about it, though, Donald Trump hosted SNL when yeah. he was running for the presidency uh, back in 2016, I think it was. That he- was before he was evil orange man trump derangement syndrome trump, right, right right do you think snl now would ever give donald trump the opportunity to come on and oh. be wacky and be oh. charming and appeal to people not a chance kidding me so they kind of threw a lifeline to nikki haley this past weekend she was doing a sketch where she was like doing a town hall now if you remember she had a town hall i think it was on cnn where she butchered the question what started the Civil War, or what was the Civil War about, rather. And everybody just wanted her to say slavery, and she didn't say it, and she upset a lot of people. So this was Nikki Haley this past weekend opening up Saturday Night Live. I'm just curious, what would you say was the main cause of the Civil War? Um, And do you think it starts with an S and ends with a lavery? (laughs) Yep, I probably should have said that the first time. And live from New York, it's Saturday Night. Yeah. Well, I mean, the people on that show, the writers for that show, the players on that show all hate Donald Trump. They all hate Republicans in general, and they are propping Nikki Haley up. And it should say something. It should tell. What does it tell you? It tells you that they want her. They want Donald Trump gone and they'll try to help Nikki Haley along any way possible. This is the same cast where when Elon Musk went to host, who's not a politician, Elon Musk went to host SNL. You had cast members uh, not wanting to work that week because, you know, evil spaceman likes freedom (laughs) of speech. So 
that tells you all you need to know about that show. And I talked about this with Rob and Casey the other day when I went on with their program. SNL has always done politics. They've always had somebody that's been the president and they've made fun of politicians. But it wasn't all they were. They used to have characters, right? And it wasn't mean-spirited either. Right. Like, they've always had somebody making fun of the president, but in kind of a fun way. But at the same time, you had Chris Farley as the motivational speaker, or Belushi as the samurai in the deli, you know, Adam Sandler singing his silly types of songs and things, Dana Carvey, uh, the church lady. Very few characters anymore on Saturday Night Live. It's all just left-wing, orange man, bad politics. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. We have. From the people who bring you legal stuff, it's time for some religious stuff. Oh. God. There's a God somewhere. <laughs> Satan. Donations. 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 I thought it was a trap. Religious stuff. Can I get a amen? I'm very happy to be here. I'm going to read you this headline from the New York Post. This is a real headline from a respected paper in our nation. Quote, sex noises from San Diego massage parlor interrupt church service lead to prostitution bust. Oh, man, that's the last thing you want to hear when you're saying the Lord's prayers moaning and groaning. I mean, maybe somebody else was saying the Lord's name as well. Who knows? <laughs> um, the, quote, sex noises were echoing out of this massage parlor nearby, and people who were going in for a church service, they kept hearing it echo uh, throughout the church, so they called the police, and this led to four arrests, and it turns out that this massage parlor was nothing but a brothel. (laughs) Wow. How close in proximity do you have to be, if you're that church, to hear moaning and groaning coming out of a brothel? Or how much were you enjoying yourself at the brothel to where you got your voice over at the church. It's like the chicken and the egg, right? Uh, Four people were arrested for prostitution, and the city is looking to take legal action to shut down the massage parlor. Side note, speaking of um, doing the hibbity-dibbity, remember that Democratic aide who got caught in the Senate chamber having hot man love with an unknown person? Filmed it. Uh, filmed it, yeah. It's on tape, Senate hearing room, and no charges for the guy. None. So you can put your feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk and get 12 years, but you film yourself uh, you know, having gay sex in a Senate chamber room. Eh, get out of here. <laughs> Capitol Police say they can no, find no evidence of a crime. This was the uh, staff member for Senate, uh, Senator Ben Cardin. Got Democrat it. Adam. So the same people who couldn't figure out whose cocaine it was yes. can't figure out if there was a crime committed here. <laughs> Interesting. I have a feeling if that were like a Ted Cruz staffer oh, or a Matt Gates staffer, he'd yeah, they'd find be, a way. They'd find a crime. He'd, they'd open up Guantanamo again and then fly that person down there. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for a reason to drink tonight, there's two reasons. Number one, it's National Weather Persons Day which we've been celebrating, you know, all, you know, day long, all month long. A lot of friends over at Wish TV, Marcus Bailey, Tara Hastings mm-hmm. and company. But it's also National Fart Day. 
Oh, that's not a real thing. National Fart Day has been observed on February 5th <laughs> since 2008 as the day to stop suppressing accumulated gas and just relax. <laughs> just let loose. Just let loose. Don't hold it on even if you're in an office setting because it's National Fart Day. Right. This is not something we've made up. You can look at this for yourself. Go Google it. So, no who are we to not celebrate on this very special date on the calendar? Ladies and gentlemen, California Representative Eric Swalwell. <laughs> the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. <laughs> that was a live interview on MSNBC. <laughs> and then, and I think this is my favorite. Oh, gosh. This one, I think, is my favorite. Okay. I like this better than Eric Swalwell. Wendy Williams on oh, her talk boy. show, you know, she's talking about somebody cheating on somebody and then she has a burp, but the burp triggers a fart. And she probably got five new boyfriends. We haven't caught anybody coming out of the house yet, but just a matter of time. She's not lonely. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. The audible groan from that crowd. Oh. Can I hear that one more time, oh, please, goodness. Allison? The audible just groan of disgust from the Wendy Williams crowd. And she probably got five new boyfriends. We haven't caught anybody coming out of the house yet, but just a matter of time. She's not lonely. Yeah. Oh. I apologize. I apologize. Oh. So, for those who celebrate, you know what day it is. Congratulations. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. The only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show. It's Monday Gun Day with the gun guy. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Guy Stop calling your arms guns. I'm Hammer and Nigel show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the hotline. He is a 2A attorney, a firearms instructor, and the host of the Gun Guy Show. Weekends here at 93 WIBC. Guy Relfer joins us. Guy, how are you? Man, I'm great, and thanks as always to our sponsor for Monday Gun Day. That's Premier Arms in Brownsburg with the largest selection of new, used, and historic firearms in the Midwest. And PA Jewelers located right in the store. Check them out at 3754 South Green Street in Brownsburg or PremierArms.com. So last week, Representative Jim Lucas, he's at the State House. There's a group of high school students, gun activists. Uh, they're, you know, anti-gun, anti-gun activists. activists. Activists, and they're having a conversation. And then one thing leads to another. Representative Lucas tells them, I'm carrying, and just opens up his coat and shows that he's carrying his firearm. Which is holstered. Right. Well, the media ran wild with this, but at the same time, it may have been kind of a poor decision from Jim Lucas. You had him on your program this past weekend. Take me through that conversation. Yeah, Jim called in, and uh, I was I was talking about the legislative session in general, and then um, I was uh, going to get into what happened with Jim, and you know it's been all over uh, the media, um, and uh, and you know discussed on w, WIBC, and so uh, you know the phone rings and it's Jim, and he's actually on his way back from Texas. Um, where he'd gone to, to view the border, which is a whole other discussion, uh, and, uh, and he was willing to discuss it, and he hadn't made any other public comments on it. And so, you know, I was I was pleased that he was willing to discuss the whole thing on my show, and uh, and you know, and he, he he took us through the whole event. And the, the problem is that a lot of people are are just 
listening to news accounts or um, reading social media posts and are, and are not going back and, and just watching the damn video, which is out there. It's available. I've posted it multiple times on my social media. And uh, and you can see the whole video and and Jim just kind of went through it and and said, listen, I'm I'm there in the state house and I I didn't even know who these people are. I just see a group of young ladies, uh, younger what he called young adults or turned out to be high school students. And I just said, hey, what are you guys doing here? Because he was uh, actually feeling good about seeing young people down at the state house involved in the in the legislative process. And it turns out that it's a, a group of folks from a, a, a group called um, Students Demand Action, which is uh, a subset of Moms Demand Action, and so which is obviously a gun control group. And so they're down there uh, advocating for more gun control. And. Uh, Jim decided to engage them in a conversation and said, you know, well, let's talk about that. And so they're having what appears, and again, it's all on video, so nobody should accept anyone else's portrayal of the event. They should go find the video and watch the whole damn thing. But um, he's talking about how, listen, you know, um, well, primarily the students started talking about how they, it makes them feel unsafe that there are gun, too many guns out there, and they, you know, they were talking about their emotions, and the conversation was primarily about their emotions. And Jim was making the point of, well, it's not really about emotions; it's about facts. And and a bad guy doesn't care about your emotions. And, it, and by the way, you know, is there a law out there I can pass that is not just going to make you feel better, but is actually going to convince criminals um, to not be criminals? And I'm paraphrasing, and people should go watch the video. But at one point, people the, the kids were just basically making the point that guns make them feel unsafe in general. And Jim said, well, come on, you know, I'm carrying a gun right now. And he opens up his, his suit jacket to reveal that he's carrying a gun in a holster. And, and I think a, a fair portrayal of it is that he was trying to say, why would you feel unsafe just by a gun? Because, oh, for instance, I'm carrying one right now, and I'm obviously no threat to you. Right. And and but then, of course, what do you get? And it's being videoed by the State House Files, which is um, notoriously anti-gun media group. And so they go out and they say, oh, you know, this guy is intimidating and threatening high school students. And it just kind of went on from there. Um, and and I was disappointed in the media coverage at the same time. You know, I, I can definitely question the decision-making process. So anyway, Jim came on, and people can hear the whole video. Um, WIBC News has put it out on the WIBC website and listen to the whole video, and Jim talks about it quite a bit. And he said, listen, I was, I was trying, basically trying to be the opposite of intimidating. Uh, I was trying to show them there's no legitimate reason to fear firearms because, you know, good people like me carry firearms too. But it got spun a completely different way. And then at the same time, because I had to be objective about it, uh, and Jim and I are friends, and so, um, you know, sometimes it's not easy to be objective. But at one point I said, but Jim, i got to tell you, when I was watching the video and you opened up your suit coat to show, you know, hey, I'm carrying a gun right now, I, I literally, you know, I did a face palm and, and said, no, no, Jim, right. what are you doing? Because, Guy, I think I you and I are on the same page. Guy, I think you and I are on the same page here because I talked about it on Friday. Like, the media coverage.
coverage of this makes it sound like he took his gun out, stuck it in a kid's mouth, and asked him if he feels oh, yeah. lucky. But at the same time, that wouldn't be a problem if you didn't just show the kid your weapon in the first place. Because I don't think any kid asked to see it. No, exactly. I mean, he was he was making his point that you shouldn't be afraid of guns in general. And he's saying, hey, look, look at me. I'm a legislator in a suit doing my job. I'm carrying a gun. So obviously a gun in and of itself is not a threat. And here, hey, look, let me show you. Um, and I get that. And it's, it's a legitimate point. But my goodness. And this is the point. And, and, and Jim conceded. He said, look, I miscalculated, I think was the quote on my show. He, and and because he he didn't understand, or at least at the time anticipate, um, what I think was a completely predictable response, which is you know I'm triggered, I'm afraid, I'm intimidated, you know I've been threatened, and then the media takes off with it, and uh, and unfortunately even you know what I could, would consider more conservative news channels even picked up on it too, and were very very negative. And I, I just, I don't know, I was glad Jim came on. At the same time, I did have to tell him, and I was very you know, objective as, as I can be on this, and said, i got to tell you, it was completely predictable what response you were going to get. So, again, I didn't say it in these words, but the thought was, what the hell are you thinking by showing the gun in your you know? Well, in that's your not something you would have done, at the time. is what you're saying. That's well, not something, as a gun safety expert and a Second Amendment attorney, you probably, while you were sitting there educating scared little teenage kids that have only known and been indoctrinated that guns are bad, you probably would not have, <clears throat> excuse me, opened up your jacket and showed them your piece. Well, yeah, that point, Nigel, that's exactly right, and I couldn't agree more. At the same time, also, you got to consider your audience. Who are you talking to? You're talking about kids, yeah. and this is from this is from a school in, in Muncie that's primarily, um, it's not a public school up there, it's a school primarily where you know, professors' kids go and, and others, and, and, and so you can imagine the kind of politics that these kids come out of anyway, and he didn't know that at the time, but the, they're part of students' demand action. They're part of guns. Or I mean, moms demand action. They're, they're advocating for gun control. You think they're going to fairly and objectively and reasonably react to um, you showing them that you're carrying a gun? No, they're going to spin that in a way um, that uh, that makes you look bad. And that's exactly what they did. So, I, I you know, it was a poor decision, no question, to show that he was carrying a gun. Um, but the way it's been portrayed in the media is just completely outlandish. And that's why I'm glad he came on and and had an opportunity to, you know, react to it in his own words. Guy Relford joining us. He is the host of the Gun Guy Show, a firearms instructor to a attorney. So, Guy, we're at about halftime here of the Indiana General Assembly. Take me through this representative, Fadi Kadura. We've talked about this guy a lot on this segment specifically. He's the representative at the Indiana General Assembly that wants to make Boss Hogsett's uh, gun plan go through and become law for Marion County. Where are we at with that? Yeah, and, and and when you say halftime, you're exactly right. I mean, we we had the we have the deadline at the, at the end of last week that if a bill was filed in the Senate and it needed to get a, a hearing and a vote and get out of the Senate and get sent over to the House before the end of last week, or it's dead, it's gone. And similarly, it was it was if it was um, filed in the House, you know, same thing through the House, sent over to the Senate. So we know what bills right now are still alive, and, and, and a whole bunch of bills are dead. 
And thankfully, this uh, amendment to the preemption statute uh, filed by Senator Fadi Kadura and at Senate Bill 95 that would have allowed Boss Hogs to, um, to do what the currently Indiana state law prohibits him from doing, which is regulating firearms. Um, and this bill would have allowed him, uh, that is Joe Hogsett, to, to implement this. And it would allow Hogsett to, for instance, have an assault weapon ban in Marion County, to repeal constitutional carry in Marion County, um, uh, to uh, raise the, the minimum age to buy a firearm um, in all of Marion County to 21, where now you can buy a rifle or a shotgun at 18. And uh, that one never got a hearing in the Senate uh, courts in uh and criminal code committee, so it's dead. It's gone. Poof. Mm. And there are a whole bunch of other. And people don't realize the number of anti-gun bills filed every year that we have to go fight against. I mean, Senate Bill 24 raised the minimum age to 21 statewide. Um, it was filed in the Senate. Um, there, there's a, a bill about prohibiting firearms at polling places, even though uh, I have no idea what problem they're trying to fix there. A bill to impose universal background checks. Um, a bill to severely restrict the, the, the uh, restoration of firearm rights after an expungement. Um, and, 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 and then safe storage bills where, oh, no, you got somebody under 18 in your house and you've got a gun on your nightstand, you're a criminal. And all those, thankfully, um, that uh, that my group, 2A Project, strenuously opposed, uh, those are all dead. And uh, luck- thankfully, there's really only some pro-2A bills um, that are still alive and, and hopefully are going to proceed um, in the other house um, where they were uh, uh, from where they were filed originally. Well, Guy, on behalf of our audience, I know there's an awful lot of law-abiding citizens who have purchased a firearm for home safety, or maybe they're just a enthusiast. They appreciate the hell out of what you do, not letting some of these lunatics try to do some paperwork and get over on people. So, on behalf of our audience, thank you. And if somebody's got a question, how can they find you? Uh, hey, best way to contact me through Twitter at uh, at Guy Relford on Twitter. And thank you for those kind words, Jason. Uh, that means a lot to me, and a uh, big reason why I do what I do. Do the best. Thank you, Guy. Thanks, guys. And it's time to play Barry, Harry, or Terry. And now, time to play Barry. Hey, OJ, any stabbings at the family reunion? Barry, Harry, or Terry on a Cameron Nigel show. You'd never succeed in this business until you'd have the experience of working with a terrible hangover. <laughs> Jennifer was cover number nine. Jennifer, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. On the line, we've got tickets from Pacer Sports and Entertainment and out back to see Barry Manilow, Gamebridge Fieldhouse, July 26th, the farewell tour, and this is how the game's going to work. I'm going to read you a statement. It will either be a statement about Barry Manilow, Cubs broadcaster Harry Carey, or WIBC's Terry Stacy. Get two out of three. I'm going to give you the tickets, okay? Okay. Number one would always laugh out loud when a hot chick in a bikini was shown on the broadcast that was sitting in the bleachers at Wrigley Field. (laughs) Barry, Harry, or Terry? I'm going to go with Harry. Harry is correct. Number two, (laughs) used to be the receptionist here at 93 WIBC. Barry, Harry, or Terry? Hmm, I'm going to go with Terry. There we go. Easy enough. 
get your info. Top stories next. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock! I, I mean, I knew this was coming, Hammer. We all we all knew it. The suspect that we were talking about on Friday in this show I was arrested for beating a stranger with a two-by-four. A stranger still in the hospital. He is out in Fountain Square taking his dogs out. Uh, to use their bathroom. Somebody just comes up to him and bashes the crap out of this guy with a two-by-four. Suspects in jail. Apparently, he's been arrested 27 times since 2020. 27 times since 2020. 17 criminal charges filed against this guy. And in most cases, he only spent just a few days in jail. When we talk about the revolving door of the justice system in Marion County, I know a lot of you probably get tired of hearing about it, but that's what people like Ryan Mears and Boss Hogsett hope, that you get tired of hearing about it and people stop talking about it. Why refuse to do that? Because this is absolutely unacceptable. 27 arrests since 2020. We're not talking about 27 arrests, you know, in 27 years. No, 27 arrests since 2020, 17 criminal charges filed and a slap on the wrist every single time. Like, what's the cutoff here? Like, how many times does this guy have to be arrested before he is locked up in Marion County? This is so disgusting, and, and this in, is on Ryan Mears. That's yeah, indicative of the uh, prosecutor's office. 100%. I mean, the, literally had blood on their hands in some cases with these habitual violent offenders getting in and out and then going to do more harm. To but victims. I'm sure Ryan Mears and Boss Hogsett still find the good in this guy. We got to get down to the root cause of this guy. Yeah, yeah I know he's been arrested 27 times since 2020, but we got to figure out the root cause. There's good in this guy. I know there is. That is so, so ridiculous. Sick of it. And if I'm the family of this guy, I'm sorry, I want some answers from Marion County's justice system. I want Ryan Mears, I want Joe Hawkshead to talk about why this lunatic was able to be out on the streets. And we're hearing a lot of other stories of how this guy would harass people, you know, chase people, be a pain in the ass to people, but yet can't lock him up, can't do that. So disgusting. Like Terry Curry the previous prosecutor who passed away. He was a Democrat, but I feel like he did a fair job. He did his job. He was there to take away your political leanings and lock away bad guys. Sometimes you would disagree with him. I get it. That's part of the gig. But for the most part, Terry Curry was fair and he did a good job. Now you've got an activist as a prosecutor who, by the way, he doesn't even want to be prosecutor. He wants to be the mayor one day. And because Indianapolis keeps voting for the same ridiculous garbage time after time, hell, he might be the mayor. And there's no recourse for the victim either. There really isn't. What is he going to do? Sue this 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 lunatic who probably doesn't have a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out of? Right. Probably living on the street somewhere. Is is he going to? I mean, he can't sue the prosecutor's office. I don't think. Or if he did, I'm sure he'd be thrown out. I mean, this story. I mean, you know, dereliction me. of duty for a prosecutor. Twenty seven times since 2020 should have been in jail, man. 
I live in Marion County. Oh, I live yeah. in Indianapolis. This is where my family's at. This is where members of my family are buried at. This is where they're going to put me in the ground one day. I'm not going anywhere. People always ask me, you complain about Marion County a lot. Why don't you leave? Why should I leave? These guys are the ones that suck. It's just frustrating that 60% of the vote thinks this is fine. 60% of people in Marion County who probably don't do one ounce of research think this is okay. And they're going to keep just going to the polls like sheep, voting for that Democrat, because that's what they've always done until it happens to them one day. Because I'm telling you, crime doesn't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Crime in Marion County knows when you're weak. And the justice system right now in Marion County is weak. This is so disgusting. I feel for this guy. I got to tell you, one of the only positive things I've found here in the past few weeks, the beginning of January into December, some of the violence that's happened, I'm noticing more and more people cooperating with the police in terms of being a witness. Um, I'm hearing those stories. You know, it used to be some of these people would be very scared that these offenders, they know they'd get right back out on the street and come after them. Right. If they had details for the police, they snitches just, they get stitches. Yes, exactly. That's the old saying. I've no. It just seems like to me. I don't know how to quantify that. I don't know if that's a real thing, but it just seems like I'm hearing more and more stories when you hear victims or or violent incidents. Uh, other people, citizens, innocent bystanders, cooperating with police and telling them what they know. And as a result of those conversations, the criminals have been arrested. It drives me nuts, though, when you hear the mayor. Joe Hogsett and the prosecutor, Ryan Mears, talking about, well, there are so many guns in Marion County. Well, why do you think that is? On one hand, you keep letting out habitual offenders, many of them violent repeat offenders. Are you shocked when they do something with a weapon? And on the other hand, you've got law-abiding citizens who now feel compelled to go out and purchase their first ever firearm because they don't trust what's happening in this city. And if you look at what happened in January, there were a number of homicides that were considered justifiable homicides where people were defending themselves or their homes, taking matters into their own hands. And listen, I'm not calling for vigilante justice here, but I understand it. Like if somebody breaks into your house, you don't know what their intent is. And we're seeing that more and more where homeowners who are armed are taking the law into their own hands because they're not going to get any help whatsoever from the big gangly dork that wears the Jordans that wants to play basketball or <laughs> boss Hogsett who couldn't get a job anywhere else. And that's why he ran for a third term here in Indianapolis. That's the real reality. And I saw this in the IBJ today. This struck me as interesting because this could go a number of ways. Commercial real estate brokers are busy filling vacant retail spaces with corporate parties and events ahead of the NBA All-Star Game Ooh, coming here boy. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, commercial real estate. Yeesh. So what do we make of this here? On one hand, it's sad that there are so many vacant retail opportunities, especially downtown. You know, crime and poor city leadership has led to that. But at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, I know what this city does when there's a big event coming to town. What are the chances the city leaders are trying to hide some of the homeless in these, quote, vacant spaces? And they're saying that, well, that's where events are happening at. 
Could be one of two things right there. I'm not sure, but I'm a little uncomfortable with both, to be honest but, with well, you. They, they've been known to move the uh, homeless population to hotels when there's big events in town. All of a sudden, uh, the the NCAA tournament, the entire tournament comes to town. Circle got cleaned up real quick. Real quick. That little encampment uh, over there at Hilbert Circle Theater or wherever that is, that disappeared within a day. Right. And with the NBA All-Star Game coming here in just a couple of weeks, uh, now, according to the IBJ, commercial real estate brokers are filling vacant retail spaces, uh, and they're going to be hosting events and parties. Okay, that's what we're being told, but just keep an eye on that story. Uh, We mentioned it earlier, there are two significant dates today going on. One of them we've already talked about. I care not to talk about it again. It's National Pass Gas Day, okay? <laughs> it's a real thing. Since 2008. I, I didn't believe you, but yes, people have been... Can you recall what Pass Gas Day is? Just so people... There's a there's an explanation for it. Here it is. Na- National Fart Day has been observed on February 5th since 2008 as the day to stop suppressing accumulated gas and just relax. I don't know why they picked this date, but here it is. It's a real thing. Whether you're in an elevator, whether you're in a close office setting with cubicles, don't hold back. No, let Let it fly. Let it flow. It's also National Weather Person's Day. And this is going to take us into great moments in weatherman history. Okay. Listen here. This was uh, during a big storm in Dayton, Ohio, and people were complaining to the TV station, hey, how come you're taking off my favorite shows to bring us this tornado coverage? And the weatherman had had enough. So, Randy, uh, I was just checking social media. We have viewers complaining already. Just go back to the show. No, we're not going back to the show, folks. This is a dangerous situation, okay? It's nice, right? Think about this this as your neighborhood. I'm sick and tired of people complaining about this. Our job here is to keep people safe, and that is what we're going to do. Some of you complain that this is all about my ego. Stop. Okay, just stop right now. It's not. I'm I'm done with you people. I really am. This is pathetic. Sit dangerous Here's a clip that kind of encompasses both of these special dates on the calendar that we've talked about. There's a Kentucky weatherman. It's down there in the southwestern part of Kentucky, not too far from Indiana, and he's desperately trying to hold in a fart. Well, you'll notice we've already gotten (laughs) 30s in Evansville where the transition has occurred, and it's 42 in Bedford. I just want to show you how cold this air is. (laughs) It's 8 in Des Moines, Iowa. He was trying. Bless his heart, he was trying. And one of our favorites, Marcus Bailey, a meteorologist for Wish TV 8. Oh, this is a local great moments in weatherman history. Phil Sanchez was talking about a story about an exploding toilet. And Marcus Bailey found that uh, to the point to where he couldn't even talk. He was laughing so hard. Lightning hit the methane gas that was built up in the septic tank, causing a bomb-like effect. (laughs) Ford says she's just grateful no one was on the toilet at the time. (laughs) I knew Marcus was really going to like this story. It's a toilet humor. Toilet humor, right. (laughs) 
toilet. Oh. <laughs> Exploding. I mean, look, well hey, done, Phil. not funny. That's serious stuff, right? Yes, That's of serious course. Stuff. Very yeah, dangerous. No one was injured, though. But so you're still crying thing. from laughing. <laughs> Bomb-like <laughs> effect, Marcus. Bomb-like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep it together. I Great love it. moments in weatherman history. Emma and Nigel presents is... It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah. Is this anything? All right, let's rock and roll. Yeah, Hammer, how do we play? Is this anything? I am going to run some stories by you. You will be the one that breaks down all the information and gives us a verdict. Is the story anything or not? Alrighty. Is this anything? February, of course, Black History Month. But Target has already had to yank a product that was meant to celebrate it. A book of magnets for kids included different civil rights leaders, but a teacher noticed that the names were incorrect (laughs) and posted this video on social media. So I want to get my kids this little magnet learning activity since Black History coming up from Target. I don't know who's in charge of Target, but these need to be pulled off the shelves like immediately. So I teach you as history. I study history, got my major in social studies, and I noticed some discrepancies like as soon as I open this. For starters, this is not Carter G. Woodson. They got the name wrong. This is not W.E.B. Du Bois. And then this is not Booker T. Washington. This is Carter Woodson. I get it. Mistakes happen. But this needs to be corrected ASAP. (laughs) Yeah, this is something. It's kind of funny because Target, like a very woke corporation, just hasn't had a very good run the past year, have they? The past 12 to 15 months, whether it be... The, the, the tuck-friendly swimsuits for kids, <laughs> the prominently displaying gay pride month in the kids' clothing areas, you know, closing nine stores in major Democrat-led cities because of crime and their employees not feeling safe. This is certainly something the Target said they've stopped selling them. They're also notified the manufacturer, but to add this to the list of embarrassments for that place. And I guarantee you, it was some woke progressive white dude that was probably in charge of making this product to get it to target. <laughs> like woke white dudes have been screwing things up for a long time and target, <laughs> man, you're right. They've been taking L after they, L. They closed down stores in Harlem, New York, Seattle, Portland, Hollywood, San Francisco, Oakland, and Pittsburgh, California. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All because of, I mean, really, what are all those cities I mentioned have have in common? Uh, High crime and Democrat leadership. Okay, we can move on. Is this anything? A deer crashed through the window of a Texas woman's home and spent 24 hours inside of her house just (laughs) Just, destroying the place. Just hanging out? Just going wild. Here is the homeowner, Courtney, talking about finding her home trashed by the deer. I opened the door and just about 15 feet in front of me was a deer just staring at me. And we just stared at each other for probably 15, 30 seconds because I had no idea how to even process the fact that there was a deer standing in my kitchen. All my belongings were spread out everywhere. He managed to turn on the sink. And so all of my belongings got wiped off the counter into the sink and the water was running over them. Um, um, he managed to also turn on my hair dryer. I almost felt like maybe wow. I need to go play the lottery because what are the, the odds that, you know, that would even happen? 
Yeah, that's something. I'm looking at footage now, and literally, it's her and the deer when she walked in. They're just that they have a standoff. <laughs> like they, it's like you have a blinking contest with your kids sometimes, right? The lady and the deer just standing there in her kitchen. He's just looking at her. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Man, her place is destroyed. All the deer poop and stuff all over the place. Yeah. Serious sure. question here: Who would destroy? this woman's house more this deer or if hunter biden had a party <laughs> like you got 24 oh, hours please. of chaos what hunter. would be a more chaotic scene inside the house um i think it requires that we do great moments in deers crashing into home's history here right <laughs> of course i feel like we have to here uh this was when the deer crashed through the window of a hair salon <laughs> oh idiot animals this is the uh deer crashing through the window of a nursing home oh my god don't 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 there is a deer in here oh he's out he's out look out i look how they had to point out the fact don't there's a can't you see there's a deer in here (laughs) and i'm telling you like it sounded perfect the way that deer went through the window it sounded like the intro to stone cold steve austin don't 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 there is a deer in here You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Our country's a mess. Our borders are open and insecure because we have somebody that is not doing his job properly. He's not respected. He's laughed at all over the world. Former President Donald Trump with Maria Bartiromo of Fox Business. Pretty good interview over the weekend. Yeah, she didn't give a softball interview to him. She was tough on him at times, and Trump actually sat down and answered questions without freaking out, getting angry, you know, accusing her of being nasty, anything like that. Now, Maria is somebody I think that supports Donald Trump. Yeah. But to her credit, she did ask some pretty tough questions, mainly. What are the priorities for Donald Trump? What I'm saying is that we're going to immediately drill, baby drill. We're going to get energy down. And the other thing is we're going to have a strong border. We're going to close up the border because no country is sustainable. When you look at what's happening to our country with people from jails and prisons, people from mental institutions and insane asylums coming in, uh, it's uh, our country is being destroyed. So energy dependence energy independence, and closing down the border. Those are the two things that sounds like Donald Trump's going to hitch his wagon to here. And if you can lower people's gas right now, I think they'd be okay with that. I don't think that was a tough question for Maria. I mean, she starts talking about the legal issues, though, right? Yeah, she got into his legal stuff here. And, you know, Trump addressed it. 
If I didn't run or if I was in fifth place, I wouldn't have any indictments. I wouldn't have any problem. They went after me from before I even announced because they said we have to do it. It's all these aren't indictments. These are Biden indictments. How are you going to get through Washington, D.C.? I just get through things, whatever it is. I'm doing this for the country. I didn't need this. I could have had the greatest life. Look at this. I could have had a nice time instead of doing a nice, fair, but tough interview with you. I could have had a very nice time in my life. I could have enjoyed it. But I enjoy it anyway because we're going to make America great again. This country is failing. This nation is failing. And it's incompetent people like Biden. Who wants open borders? Who wants high interest rates? Who wants bad education? Who wants all of this stuff? Who wants a woke military? Our country's going to hell. And it's an honor for me. I really say, anytime I get indicted, it's an honor because I'm doing it for you. <laughs> and his poll numbers just keep skyrocketing as well. Right. I often wondered how he would navigate and maneuver through a presidential campaign with all the indictments um, and felonies and things like that. And the thing is, he's right. He's doing it now. Yeah, that's that, that's that's all there is to it. He would show up to a, some frivolous civil trial in New York and then uh, get on a plane and go to a rally. Right. And what's happening in Georgia? Lord knows what's going to happen there because it looks like the case may be falling apart because Big Fat Fanny hired a Big, big fat, fat Lover Fanny. with taxpayer money, and that whole thing is a mess. Uh, a little bit more from Trump and his interview with Maria Bartiromo. Take a listen to this. This isn't a real ringing endorsement to Ronna McDaniel, the head of the RNC. You talk about this optimism uh, ahead that that we could see some relief, but the RNC doesn't seem to be so strong. I mean, the Democrats have all the money. Look at what we see. We get the Democrats actually uh, with the money and and uh, spending it. The RNC seeking credit lines. The RNC reported its lowest bank balance at the point in any year in 2016. Comerica says Michigan GOP defaulted on a loan of half a million dollars. So I have a lot of money, and the money that they get. People are not looking at the RNC. They want they want changes. I, you have to understand. I have nothing to do with the RNC. I don't. I'm separate. How's Ronna McDaniel doing? Uh, I think she did great when she ran Michigan for me. I think she did okay initially in the RNC. I would say right now uh, there'll probably be some changes made. <laughs> how's How's Ronna McDaniel doing? <laughs> <laughs> Never good when you get a grunt out first. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, look, she's, there's there's definitely been some winnable elections over the past few years that Republicans have lost, and mostly due to bad candidates. I mean, Doctor Oz, are you kidding me? That's how you're propping up there. That's who you're platforming, right? Now, Donald Trump had a big part in pushing Doctor Oz through there. That was kind of his guy. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. He endorsed he endorsed it, but um. She, Trump is the one that hired Ronna McDaniel. Right. When she was uh, running things in Michigan, she, he put her in the head of the, uh, the, the RNC. Is there ever a situation where, like, if you grunt an answer, <laughs> it's good news? Like, if I asked you, Nigel, how was your doctor's report? And you go, eh, that's not that's good. That's never good, I don't think. Hey, if you ask one of your kids, hey, how was your report card? <laughs> I mean, that's never good news either. Like most things. Hey, boss, are, uh, do you think I'll have a job at the end of the week? <laughs> it's never good for most things if you get a grunt in response to a question. Uh, new poll out from NBC shows Donald Trump up 47% to 42%. 
Let's just start with the bottom line. When you ask folks, hey, if it's the general election and it's Trump versus Biden in our poll, Donald Trump now leads Joe Biden by five points. Compare that to the last time we polled back in November. Trump was ahead then, but it was only by two points. It's even more significant when you look at it this way. Over time, we have been testing for five years now, going back to 2019, a Biden-Trump matchup. Remember, 2019, 2020, Joe Biden led. He led big in every single one of our polls. For the first time in November, Donald Trump pulled ahead in our poll, and now at five points, this is the biggest lead NBC has ever had in 16 polls for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. And of course, undergirding all of this is this question of, he is the incumbent, Joe Biden. We ask voters, what do you think of the job he's doing? And look at that, Kristen, 37% approve, and now 60% disapprove. But here's the thing. And I've said this before, and I've said it when it was on the Democrat side, and I'll say it here because it favors Donald Trump. National polling does not matter. You get on Real Clear Politics. That's a website that kind of aggregates all the polls throughout the entire country, and you see, and you see Don, Donald Trump, an obvious front runner. Right. You know what I mean? But you're right. National polling, but when you when you add up all the polls together that have been taken, that's what Real Clear Politics does. An interesting website. And Donald Trump is a, is the front runner in the general. I only want to see polls from a certain few states. I want to see Georgia. I want to see Pennsylvania. I want to see Michigan. I want to see Wisconsin. I want to see Arizona. Why? Are those swing, the swing states? states? I want to see the swing state polls. Um, maybe even Nevada. Nevada's still blue, but... You know, it's getting closer and closer to being up for grabs. National polling to me does nothing. I want to see the state polls because that's how we pick the president of the United States. Um, Speaking of NBC and MSNBC, I think this was a backfire on their behalf. So they sent one of their reporters uh, to this predominantly black barber shop to get their thoughts on... Donald Trump against Joe Biden, and whether or not it's true that a lot of members of the black community are starting to flip and vote for Donald Trump. Now, MSNBC would only send a reporter there if they thought that group was going to rip on Donald Trump. Of course. Take a listen to what happened. There are some people in your orbit who are either voting for Donald Trump or considering it? For sure. A lot of my friends are obviously my age, so we're a little younger. We've only voted once. You know, for actually for a president, and Trump is kind of all we know, and they're kind of Trump and Biden. They're like, well, we were broke with Biden, we weren't with Trump, and that's kind of the only thing that I'm hearing over and over again, over and over again, is that well, Trump, we had money. Yeah, I mean, Trump averaging twenty to thirty percent with African American voters, and even bigger numbers for Hispanic voters. Now, that doesn't sound like a big number, but when you consider what the Republicans usually get with that demographic, it's a really big number. And he's right. Like, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, Hispanic, or whatever. Messing with the paycheck. Right. Yeah. People are broke these days under Joe Biden. Uh, You may have heard in the news top of the hour a little bit earlier uh king charles of britain has been diagnosed with cancer uh he has started receiving his treatment the news from buckingham palace uh came out on the heels of charles going in to get a prostate yeah, surgery say, procedure have a prostate thing yeah uh the palace says the cancer is not related to the king's recent treatment 
for uh, prostate conditions, but they're not saying exactly what the cancer is. So if you're somebody that gets into the royal family and follows that kind of stuff, uh, keep an eye on that story. You got an yeah. interesting text message today. Let's see if I can find it here. <laughs> Lindsay forwarded me. Your beautiful wife. Yeah, my wife forwarded me a text message from one of her friends in the neighborhood, and they have, you know, kids that go to school with our kids and stuff. I think, I think she's aware of what I do, and I don't think they, they listen to the show or anything like that. Awesome. Tell them thanks. But I think I part of her job involves traveling the state of Indiana. I, I'm not sure what she does. So she texted Lindsay this. Tell Nigel he has loyal fans at the Crawfordsville Jiffy Lube. Okay. They had 93.1 playing in the bay. The auto mechanics were going back and forth about a disdain for Rob Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) And they think that Hammer and Nigel is where it's at because of gun talk and beer Fridays. Yeah! I like everything about that message. I'm going to send, we've got to send the Crawfordsville Jiffy Lube guys some I Hate Rob Kendall t shirts. Absolutely. <laughs> Crawfordsville Jiffy Lube, store.hammerandnigel.com. <laughs> you can purchase your I Hate Rob Kendall t shirts right great. now. The auto mechanics were going back and forth about their disdain for Rob Kendall. And then she, in parentheses, and this is how I know she doesn't really listen to the station. She just, in parentheses, she put question mark. <laughs> like she doesn't know who Rob Kendall is. <laughs> To me, that's those the trifecta. Guys do. They like us for Guy. They like us for Beer Sample yes. Friday. And they hate Rob Kendall. <laughs> like, that's the trifecta right there. We're big winners here. Who are the winners? We're the winners. Thank you, Jiffy Lube. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Crime. Punishment. Judges. Legal stuff. Well, it's officially Super Bowl week. Woo-hoo! What is it where you were saying about Patrick Mahomes' dad? Patrick Mahomes, of course, quarterback, uh, Super Bowl champion, and a quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Probably doesn't need a lot of distractions this week. This is being Super Bowl week with all the media attention that he's getting. I mean, it, 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 you were saying something about his dad. What, his whole inner circle, right? Because all the attention goes to Taylor Swift, and she's sitting in the suite. And my whole thing from the very beginning was, don't let Taylor Swift distract you from the fact that the inner circle around Patrick Mahomes is an absolute circus. Patrick Mahomes' wife, Brittany, thinks she's a bigger star than Taylor Swift does. She can't wait to get her mug and the the pictures with Taylor, and she's always putting ridiculous things on social media. Yeah, I was going to say, criticizing officials and stuff like that. Right. Shut up. And then you've got his idiot brother, Jackson Mahomes, who's... <laughs> gotten into trouble time after time, had a little sexual assault scandal going on for a little while there. And then the old man, Pat Mahomes, he was a baseball player back in the day. He pitched on the Cubs. And I've always said, this dude is not father of the year either. A lot of rumors about infidelity. He wasn't always around when Patrick needed, you know, his old man to be there. And just this past weekend, he picked up his third DUI. Oh! Number whoa. three. Number three, the trifecta. So, you know, I'm telling you, don't let Taylor Swift distract you from the fact that the inner circle around Patrick Mahomes is a zoo, and it tells you how good of a player he really is that he can still perform, win big games with all that drama going on. I mean, is this a distraction for Patrick Mahomes? 
Patrick Mahomes coming into Super Bowl weekend. Pretty big game. Dead. Not, I mean, not I mean, ideal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you ask Patrick it. Mahomes, it's like, hey, would you prefer your dad get a DUI <laughs> or not get a DUI? I'm pretty sure he'd say not get a DUI. Number three, mind you. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock! Hey, man, it actually does not surprise me one bit that President Biden has declined his Super Bowl interview, a tradition before the Super Bowl, that the network that is running the Super Bowl will air uh, an interview with the President of the United States before the game. But this is the second consecutive year that Joe Biden has decided not to sit down for an interview. And it's not surprising because he just doesn't have the chops, man. No. He doesn't know what's going on. And think about this. He doesn't know who's playing. (laughs) He doesn't know who he is. The Super Bowl. Even the pregame show, think of all the eyeballs that are going to be on that broadcast. That's a lot of people. Every year, it's the most watched television event uh, in the United States, sometimes worldwide. I mean, his polling numbers are so bad across the board. He could have got at least, and maybe tried to defend this turd of a border bill right? that they just dropped on us late last night. You could control the narrative, or at least try to deflect in front of all of those eyeballs. I I don't know who, like, look, last year it was Fox. I don't think he's going to go, I I mean, it probably would have been somebody like Brett Baer that would have interviewed him. I, I doubt he goes on Fox. He stays away from Fox. But this year, I don't know who it would have been that interviewed him. CBS. Oh, is it CBS? Yes. So Scott Pelley could throw a few softballs. Right. Nora O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's worthless. Nora O'Donnell could go up there and prop him up and make him look great, but he's not going to do it. Now, if you're wondering what it would have sounded like had Nora O'Donnell sat down with Joe Biden before the Super Bowl, close your eyes, turn the radio up, and this is how it would have played out. You're president of the United States, commander in chief. You ain't black. That's how the interview would have played out. I'm the president and you ain't black. That's it. That's it. And again, the reason he's not doing this is you're right. He doesn't have the mental capacity to not make a fool of himself. And it would be pre-recorded. It's not like it would be live. But he can't even do a pre-recorded three-minute fluff piece with CBS. Um, Border bill, a lot of chatter about it. None of it good, unless you're a Democrat. If you're a Democrat, you love this border bill because you want as many people into the United States as possible. You want them all having kids, and you all want them to vote Democrat for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I think I know why they they sat on this thing for weeks and then finally dumped it to the public late last night. I mean, and then what does it tell you when Mitch McConnell, crying Chuck Schumer, and Joe Biden all are praising this bill? CNN was fawning all over themselves, uh, falling, uh, you know, fawning all over this bill yesterday. That you just, just, I mean, what does that say automatically? So, in case you missed it, the uh, Senate released a draft of this quote bipartisan border bill that Mitch McConnell loves so much: one hundred and eighteen billion dollars, of which. 60 billion, 60, 60 billion would go to Ukraine, 14 billion to Israel, and 20 billion for border security in the United States. So Ukraine gets three times the amount that the United States does for border security. 
And not only does this bill codify 1.5 million illegal border crossers into law, but the, quote, border emergency that's in this automatically gets implemented at 5,000 crossings per day, which can be overturned by Joe Biden at any time. So we're still letting thousands of illegals in daily, paying for their lawyers, paying for their health care. But the good news is we're giving Joe Biden the ability to cap that number if it gets above a certain threshold, 5,000 a day. And as the late, great Billy Mays would say, but wait, there's more. (laughs) That's like 35,000 people a week. And in case the 1.5 million illegals isn't enough, it locks in green card giveaways through 2030. So Joe Biden's going to be passing out green cards to illegals like Oprah does cars on special shows. You get a green card. You get a green card. Everybody gets a green card. I'm telling you, this thing is a turd. This thing is a big, lumpy, peanut-filled, corn-loaded turd. And Mitch McConnell loves it. Cocaine Mitch loves it. Butt sniffers like Brian Kilmeade over at Fox love it because it keeps the Ukraine war going. Ukraine gets $60 billion, The United States gets 20 in a United States border bill. Why is anything going to Ukraine or even Israel if this is a United States border bill? Yeah, they all need to be separated. Completely. 100%. Now, Chuck Schumer... Old crying Chuck, he knows that once people get wind of how this really is going to work, it might be a tough sell. So take a listen to his angle. This is Chuck Schumer speaking about why the Senate and the House should pass this bill. We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. Oh, boy. I like how he says we. Like, we are involved in the Ukraine-Russia war. Oh. We are not involved. If it spills over into NATO, we are. And if we don't get this money to Ukraine, your sons and daughters might be going to a NATO ally to fight. That's so ridiculous. We've seen Russia against Ukraine for a while now, right? We've seen this. It's not like Russia's all of a sudden going to say, all right, now that we finally conquered Zelensky in Ukraine, we're marching on. We're going to Poland. We're going to France. He goes all full Howard Dean. Then we're taking over the United States. (laughs) That's not happening. That is never going to happen. That's not what Russia is doing with Ukraine. They're not moving on after that, and Chuck Schumer acting like they are is laughable. And Ukraine gets the $60 billion with zero oversight, of course. No audits or, or right. uh, accountability in any way, shape, or form. I mean, the pensions of the members of the Ukrainian government covered, taken care of. A lot of the United States arms finding their way on the black market now. You're right. There's no oversight at all. Uh, it, might, it might not even get out of this bill. might not even get out of the Senate. 
getting the 60 votes for this garbage. I think there's some Democrats aren't going to vote for it. I've, I've read that, you know, Republicans like James Langford from Oklahoma, who helped negotiate this deal, probably need to be primaried or voted out the next election. Right. Langford, Romney, McConnell, like these are the swamp monsters here that want to continue giving your money to Ukraine. Now, if we had everything smooth over here in the United States, if our border was secure, if we had a good grasp of the homeless situation, if crime was down, okay, maybe it's time to pass out some charity. But we're struggling right now in this country. We're struggling bad. And we're giving three times as much to Ukraine as we are for the United States in a United States border bill. Not going to happen. Allison, let's do a round of Is It Racist? It's time to play Is It Racist? Now, if you're new to the Hammer and Nigel show and you're wondering, how do we play this game? Here to explain is AOC. Is it racist? Is something racist? Yes or no? So AOC is the de facto (laughs) captain of the squad, right? Like, if they ever have, like, a pickup basketball game, AOC goes out there for the jump ball. If they ever have a, you know, pickup football game, AOC goes out there and she calls the coin toss. She's the captain. Ayanna Presley, also a squad member. And Ayanna Presley took to the uh, House floor to rip and rant about Walgreens closing one of their stores in a crime-ridden area in Boston. She claims... It's racist. Mr. Speaker, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take them and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medications, and of course, jobs. These closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. Now, before I get your answer, Nige, I want to make sure you've got all the information. You've heard Ayanna Presley saying Walgreens is racist because they closed down this Boston suburb yes. area. Walgreens responded to the New York Post saying, quote, The Roxbury, Massachusetts closure was due to several factors, including the cost of operating, low prescription volume, and low imbursement rates. The New York Post also points out that while Walgreens didn't specifically name crime or retail theft as a reason for the Roxbury closure, several viral videos of thieves ransacking the company's store have raised suspicion on social media. That's what all these closings are, ladies and gentlemen. Why did Starbucks close on Monument Circle? Crime and violence. Why did... uh, Look what's happening in Boston. They're falling apart. They just had to shut down their inner city rec center where underprivileged kids go to play basketball and sports and swim to stay out of trouble to house uh, hundreds and hundreds of illegal immigrants. And she, she didn't address the crime that's in the city. Of course not. She didn't address any fault of the soft on crime policies in Boston. Now, Boston does have a low homicide rate, but the fact that you could just walk in, these criminals know that. You can walk into these pharmacies, these drugstores, and just fill them up 
fill up, fill up garbage bag after garbage bag. The employees can't do anything, and cops won't arrest them. The employee will get fired yeah. if they try to intervene. And now Ayanna Presley's like, well, I can't believe they're leaving. Well, they're probably tired of getting all of their employees in danger and having all of their merchandise stolen. So, no, I don't think that's a it's not racist for Walgreens to close a location because of a lot of grab and go and crime activity. Are you really okay? Are you okay? Everything's going to be okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm pretty far from okay. Are you okay with this? On the Hammer and Nigel. Oh, yeah. So that uh, popular social media account, Libs of TikTok, posted about the Indiana State Museum, which is funded by the state of Indiana, thus your tax dollars. They're having a, a kids program. This should be awesome. The kids program says to come decorate protest signs for BLM and anti-Israel protests. One sign contains the genocide slogan, from the river to the sea. Hammer, are you okay with this? No, not okay with this, but I'm also not surprised by this. Like, this is a trend in society. Try to turn kids into activists as quick as humanly possible. Like, at the college level, well, hell, that's too late now. Like the Indiana State Museum, they're taking it a step forward. They want your young kids to come in. And this little exhibit where you can make your own protest sign, they've got a lot of them hanging up that the kids have made. And there's one of them that's from the river to the sea, which is a total genocide (laughs) chant done by Hamas uh, terrorists and Hamas supporters. Yeah, it means from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, which uh, that's Israel. Right. <laughs> Wipe out Israel. Yes, in terms, that's what that means. Like, if the Indiana State Museum wants to have a protest section, okay. Because protests have been an important part of America's history. It really has. But now you're trying to turn young kids who don't really know any better. They're probably just going to write whatever their parents tell them to or something they've heard on television. And they're hanging it up there. Now, this is a bad look. Stop making your kids activists. The Florida mom is being banned from dropping her kids off at their Christian school because she has an ad on her vehicle. Featuring a link to her personal OnlyFans account. Here is Michelle, a.k.a. Piper Fawn. Ooh. If you'd like to find her on OnlyFans. Talking about being banned from promoting her adult content. Well, it's definitely a link to, you know, explicit content, adult content for sure. My husband and I had this, you know, little wild, you know, behind closed doors lifestyle that we've now decided to share. I was forced to have to, you know, take it off or not come on campus. You okay with this? I'm sorry, I thought this was America. (laughs) I feel like Randy Marsh right here. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought this was America. Uh, Listen, she's taking her kids to school. She's doing the right thing. She's earning a living. She's got a good little side project going on here. And it's not like she's got sexually explicit photos, you know, hanging up. You say, yeah, it's just a link. It's just a link. Right, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I don't like this at all. Now, I just looked up uh, Piper Fawn, and 
Eh, okay. <laughs> there's, that, there's that grunt again. Yeah, I mean, there's the. Eh, I mean, yeah. I expected a little better, especially being from Florida. But she's got the right to do it. It's just a link. It's not like she's got a photo of her butthole on her window. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. <laughs> That's, That's where I draw okay. the line. Uh, okay. What What do you want to do next? Do you want to do? We're running out of time here. You New Hampshire. Do, you want to do the New Hampshire? A small town in New Hampshire is upset about a new business called the Diaper Spa, where people wear diapers. Adult adults wear diapers and pretend to be babies. The owner is a therapist who says it's not a fetish thing. She claims it's a form of therapy to help people process issues from their childhood. Are you okay with this? So this is in New Hampshire, yes. a business where adults wear diapers and pretend to be babies. Yes. And the owner says it's not a fetish thing. Narrator. But it was a fetish thing. <laughs> it always was a fetish thing. Yeah. Yeah. Again. I'm going to say yes, because if this is what consenting adults want to do with their time, who am I to deny them? Now, I'm not going to show up to a diaper party with other adults where everybody's looking to put their keys in the bowl, but who am I to deny somebody else a good time? Now, if you're really serious about diapers, I know somebody that would be perfect for this club. Oh. Hi, folks. President Joe Poopy Pants Biden. And when I'm not busy destroying the country, I'm listening to the Hammer and Nigel show on 93 WIBC. Not a joke. That dude wears a diaper. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, he would love that club. Nigel Show. Hello, I'm Nigel. That's Jason Hammer over there with a special guest on the hotline. She is one half of the Chicks on the Right program. Uh, WIBC alumni Mock joins us. Mock, um, I'm sure you've had time to read all 350 plus pages of this new immigration <laughs> bill. So please break down every single one of your thoughts, please. <laughs> well, I have not read a single word of it, except that I just know I hate it. <laughs> so yeah, if, from if the rumors are true, then like all the stuff that every decent common sense Republican has feared, it would say it says that and then some. And I don't think this is going anywhere. And from what I've gathered, and again, I've not read all 350 plus pages. I've read pages, I've read excerpts. But from what I've gathered, the fact that Mitch McConnell thinks this is a good deal, the fact that Cocaine Mitch is on board with this and thinks this is some sort of win for the American people when the money going to Ukraine is more than the budget for the United States Marine Corps in previous years, that's a problem to me. Well, it's a problem that this has anything to do with Ukraine at all. Yes. I'm so sick of this. Like, how how do they not know that what American people want is a standalone, secure the border bill that only worries about our country for once? And so, if they want to do, if they want to hash out stuff for Israel, if they want to hash out stuff for Ukraine, have at it, but not in this freaking bill. This is what's on fire. This is the emergency. This is what impacts us directly right now is this invasion put together a freaking standalone bill that secures the border and end this. This is so 
stupid. And Every, they, all the debate about it is ridiculous. And mock, they already had that bill. I think it's like HB2, um, which is a border security act. They have separate funding for Israel. But in this bill, there's mm-hmm. no accountability for the money going to Ukraine. Um, and it allows for more than two million illegal aliens to continue <laughs> to stream through our border. I can't understand. I'll tell you one better. Hammer said, boy, it should tell, tell you something if Mitch McConnell says this is a good bill. No, it should tell us something that CNN was raving about this bill this morning. It should tell you something that Joe Biden wants to sign mm-hmm. this bill. That's what we really need to be looking at. Well, and then and they're trying to spin it like, oh, see, Republicans, yep. they're just making this political because now they could they could have immediate improvements and they won't. Yep. No, what, what would have immediate improvements is if Joe Biden just undid all the crap that he did on day one with his executive orders that undid Trump's executive orders. He has the power to fix this. Everybody knows it. Everyone with common sense anyway knows that. We don't even need all of this congressional nonsense to, to move forward. He needs to move forward. And him pretending to be like strapped down and unable to do anything without Congress is a load of crap and everybody knows it. Yeah, because that's something Nigel and I have talked about the last couple of weeks. All of a sudden, it's kind of funny how the polling comes out that shows Biden's underwater with this whole border situation. And now he's Johnny Tough Guy when it comes to the border. Right. You know, he's Mr. Billy Badass. Well, if I only had the authority to fix the border, I would. I'd shut it down right now. Right. I'm only yeah. I remember when talking about shutting down the southern border was racist, Mock. <laughs> That's exactly right. And isn't it interesting that at the exact same time he's pretending to have his hands tied behind his back, he's going around making speeches saying the Supreme Court shut down my student loan relief, but they didn't stop me from doing it. And now, so he's going to play <laughs> tough guy about that, like defying actual law, and then he's going to pretend he can't just write an executive order that stops all this this nonsense asylum BS that we're dealing with at the border. I mean, it's it's laughable, except for the fact that there are so many leftists out there who buy it. I, I mean, I can't believe that they can watch all the videotapes of the invasion happening, like literally anywhere. They can go anywhere on the Internet and see this happening at so many different entry points, and they still buy in to the fact that Joe Biden somehow can't do anything. Give me a break. And now the Democrats are going to turn around, and like you said, they're going to point at the Republicans. These Republicans want a wide open border because they won't shut. They won't. They won't sign this bill. And and then Chuck Schumer earlier today, like trying to scare people into thinking that, well, if Ukraine doesn't get their money, who knows? It could be your sons and daughters that are over there fighting in a few years. Trying to scare us. Yeah, he no. <laughs> that is not happening. I can't even imagine. Can you imagine like Gen Z at this point being willing to go fight for their country? Every one of them hate it. Right. <laughs> like, so many Gen well, Zers are like, I don't even point. like America. So there's no way that they're going to get anybody yeah. to do a draft or whatever. There's just no way. There's no way. Do you honestly think, though, Joe Biden has any idea of what's really going on? Because I'm somebody, and maybe I'm alone, I don't know. I'm somebody that feels like his fastball left a long time ago. I think there's a lot of people telling him things just to make him happy, but I don't think Joe Biden really has any idea of what's going on, and that's why they're afraid to put him out there. We talked earlier on our show about how he's not doing the Super Bowl interview. This year, the game is not on Fox, so he can't use that as an excuse. Joe Biden doesn't know what's going on. 
Wow, I didn't hear that. That's interesting that he's not going to do nope. that interview. But but I, I'm not surprised because you're right. I think his handlers are absolutely terrified of any single moment that he goes off script, which is why so often when you see him, you know, making a speech and going off script, he'll say something like, oh, I better stop before I get in trouble or before, or, or before Jill, you know, pulls me off the stage. Because right. literally everyone around him does not want him to talk. They right. are terrified of what he'll say. And you think about the Super Bowl pregame show, like that's a lot oh, of eyeballs. That's a lot of eyeballs yeah. on that broadcast. And this is your chance to spin things however you want. But he's not capable of doing that because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Now Trump the, should do it. Trump should be interviewed immediately. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like you put Trump on there, he's going to start talking about how people say he looks like Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I totally made but we totally made fun of that on our show this morning. But I will say that his interview with Maria was one of his better ones. And you know, I've, I'm very critical of him most of the time. But but that was one of the the less like eye rolling you know interviews I've sat through of his. Like I thought he did a really nice job of of and and really it is true that he is unbreakable. The fact that he stays so calm in the mix, you know, in the midst of being under all these potential convictions. Like, it is amazing how unshakable he is. Hey, does it matter? Because I know the interview you're talking about with Maria Bartiromo from Fox News mm-hmm. uh, Business, I believe, and she kept on peppering him with questions about his vice presidential pick. Is that an important pick for Donald Trump, or does it matter? Well, uh, that's a great question, because I don't know how much it matters to anybody, really. But what I was impressed with is that, you know, because he talked a lot about Tim Scott in yes. that interview. He mentioned Christy Nome. Yep. But the one thing that he said that surprised me, because it was a really mature answer from him, is that, <laughs> they, you know, she said, what is your criteria? Like, what kind of, what are you looking for in your next VP pick? And he said, somebody who could be president in case that there was an emergency. Yep. And I was like I was so glad to hear him say that because I I would have expected that he would have been like you know somebody I get along with whatever like something really Trumpy but he said the absolutely right thing and so I was glad about that I don't you know he wouldn't absolutely say with certainty who he's picking but the fact that he mentioned those two specifically was interesting chatting with Mock from the Chicks on the Right program Mock you're somebody that has your uh, finger on the pulse of pop culture how much of the Grammy Awards did you watch last night? I watched zero percent, but I caught up with all of the clips this morning. And I opened up, uh, I opened up the Daily Mail this morning and saw the giant headline that like the world was furious at Taylor Swift for Why? allegedly snubbing Celine Dion, who was the person who announced her as the best album of you know album of the year winner, and apparently that made her like a record setter because only three women, I guess, have won that before, and she was she's won four albums of the year now, so that was a big deal. So when she got on stage with like her entire you know all the collaborators that she she was freaking out and like super excited, she did not make eye contact with Celine when she was taking the award out of her hands and so everyone just lit her up on social media oh come on how dare she snub celine dion and then there was a moment like literally 30 seconds later they there were all kinds of cameras catching them hugging backstage so what you know she was just excited in the moment and she didn't 
thank Celine right then. She waited until they were backstage. But man, people are just dying for a reason to hate on Taylor Swift. They will look for any reason they can to figure out a way to trash talk her. It is absolutely out of control. It and feels I don't like want to defend her. Like I'm not right. even a fan. <laughs> Taylor Swift is like the New York Yankees and the Dallas Cowboys or the Lakers right now. You either love her or you hate her, and very few people are in the middle. She's kind of got that appeal right now. Like, I got to be honest, I don't get all the hate. I get why people are maybe tired of, you know, hearing about her. But hell, that's pretty much any celebrity, right? And her politics have something to do with it, possibly. I think she's kept her mouth shut for a couple of years since uh, her candidate that she backed in Tennessee got boat raised by Marsha Blackburn. <laughs> but you know, have you heard the rumors behind the scenes? The Biden administration's quietly trying, begging Taylor Swift to endorse him? Well, and it's ridiculous because, of course, she will. Like, there's no conspiracy here. She's absolutely going to endorse him. She hates Donald Trump. She made that very clear in her last, in her documentary that was all over oh, Netflix. Yeah. So, like, anyone trying to pretend that there's some big, you know, giant, like, under, like, super secret thing that's happening, no, she's gonna endorse him because she would without him asking her or I mean that's just who she is she's a total lefty so there nobody should be surprised by that and yes I agree that people can like hate on her for her politics but right now it's to the point where she's just there's so much that's unobjectionable about her and so I am one of those people in the middle where I like I don't care if I ever hear a Taylor Swift song for the rest of my life I don't love her and I don't hate her I just cannot believe that people feel so much in one of those camps or the other like calm down you know what I mean oh I see what you did there I see what you did there Um, Mock from the Chicks on the Right program where can we find your awesome show you can always catch us pretty much on any social platform at 8 a.m. Eastern on weekdays, YouTube, uh, Twitter, all the Facebook pages, Rumble, Locals, we're everywhere. Mock, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Coming up after 6 o'clock, everything you need to know about this quote-unquote border security bill. It's finally been released to the public. Uh, They did it late last night, and I understand why they did it late last night on a Sunday. It's because it sucks, and we'll uh, break down exactly why it sucks, what are the numbers, and uh, is Ukraine involved, is Israel involved, and is there an actual border plan at all? That's coming up after six. (laughs) Is there anything for the border in the border bill? (laughs) We'll break it down for you. Uh, That's Big Nige. I'm Jason Hammer. And Allison, something exciting has happened, and I need some mood music. Shamrock Shakes are now at McDonald's, baby! They're here! They're early this year, but they're there! I know where I'm stopping on my way to work tomorrow. Last year, it wasn't until February 20th that the greeny goodness of the Shamrock Shake blessed its presence at McDonald's. But this year, well before Valentine's Day, Right now, you can get a Shamrock Shake or the Oreo Shamrock McFlurry. Well. 
So my goodness, you've yeah. got that going for yeah, you tonight. Why would they wait till late February to release that before St. Patrick's Day? I want to release it January first. Just put it out there all the time, like that in the McRib. If you can stop fi- taking it away. If you can find a McDonald's with a working shake machine, <laughs> right? You'll be able to buy the Shamrock Shake tomorrow. The good news is the Shamrock Shake is back. The bad news is nobody in America has a working <laughs> shake machine at McDonald's. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.